Welcome back to Feedback Loop. I'm Jeremy. I'm Joey. That's me. I'm that guy. <laughs> He's that guy. We talk about music. Uh, this week, we're talking about Time Without Consequence, which is an album by Alexi Murdoch. Uh, we listened to this this album over the past week. Neither of us were familiar with this up to this point. One of us has been familiar with it, so we can kind of like ease into doing this, I guess. And I, I guess share more than discover together. So that one of us was discovering, but one of us was kind of rehashing. Uh, this one, not the case. Neither of us have listened to this album, or had listened to this album prior to this week. Uh, so we're I've never even waters. heard of this guy. Me either. Uh, well, I had heard of, of, of him before this week, obviously because I put him on our list. I actually discovered him, I say discovered, he came on a discovery playlist that was generated for me in, my, in the music service that I use. And I kind of liked it. The, the song was actually the first track on the album that I heard, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I'd maybe be interested to check out the rest of this. Uh, so I put it on the list that we have to choose from for what albums we're planning on doing or would like to do. But yeah, so that's what that's how that album was chosen. This album was chosen. No pre- previous experience. It, it kind of had a Jose Gonzalez feel to me, which I'm a fan of Jose Gonzalez, who does like, never, some classical Never heard of stuff. him. Oh, then we're definitely putting Jose Gonzalez's album on this uh, on the playlist. But that's for that's for another time. The album art for this album is very simple. There's just a white backdrop. Uh, it looks like it's a black and white photo of presumably Alexi Murdoch sitting in a chair. Uh, you can kind of see some wooden floor behind him, but it's just a black and white photo of him in kind of a dressy shirt. Maybe not a super dressy shirt, but a nice shirt. It's pants. Just kind of sitting in a chair, staring straight at the camera. There's not a whole lot to. It's like a nice. It's like a nice work shirt, kind of. But yeah. like, he looks like a man of the earth. Yeah. Like a guy you'd see that's like out <laughs> somewhere who can do things. Accurate. <laughs> I feel I, that way I'd ask people. him if he knew which I'd ask him which way was into town if yeah. he was at a mechanic yeah. shop where, outside of town. Where's the subway at, you know? Oh it's yeah. just it's just down there. Took a took a left on Broadway, you know. Anyways <laughs> uh, not a whole lot going on in the album art. Uh, just a picture of him sitting in a chair. So we're we're just gonna get right into this. There's eleven tracks on this album. 59 minutes long. It's like an hour long, uh, which yeah, is longer than what we've been we've listening done, yeah. to. Yeah, because normally we, we've been doing short albums, and it's, I don't think, uh, I haven't chosen any albums specifically because it's short to be doing it. It's just kind of how it worked out, I think. Uh, and I don't think you've been yeah. doing specific choices of short albums, but uh, maybe maybe we just tend to like shorter albums as a whole, so that's what's been. I'm telling you, shorter albums are better, man. I never made the correlation, but maybe all of my favorite albums are short albums. Trim the fat. <laughs> Trim keep the it, fat. Keep it under 50 minutes. Yeah. This is not the case. 11 tracks, 59 minutes. Uh, the first of which is called All My Days. Uh, this is the song that I heard in my Discovery playlist that made me put it on our list. It's very, like, yeah. good old folksy guitar piece with some lovely strings. And I actually did some research on this. The, there is a cellist featured on this album, Oliver Krauss. This man has played for so many different bands. He's played for Dave Matthews. He's played for Adele. What? He's played for Florence and the Machine. Like, it, it goes on. There's a long list of people and acts that he, this guy's played for, and he's playing on this album to kind of give some nice cello backgrounds to a lot of these folksy guitar pieces, which I think is beautiful. I think it's very well Oh, done. yeah. This was a very nice song. Like, this song, it was, like, we always talk about, like, oh, if it's a strong ending song or whatever, whatever. This one, it was a good opener simply because it listened to the rest of the album. Like, yeah, I 
I don't know. I picked it up and I was just like, okay, okay, I can get behind this. Like, I like fingerstyle guitar. I'm a very big proponent of that. I play a lot of acoustic guitar. I pretty much don't play electric guitar anymore because I only fingerstyle. So, like, that's kind of my wheelhouse sure. to this type of music. I just. Yeah, it, it, so it, it sounds good and it feels good to play. I'm not great at it. Uh, playing myself, but uh, I respect the hell out of people that do it. But yeah, the song, it, it's got that kind of, like I said, kind of a classical folksy guitar piece. It reminds me a bit of, uh, again, I don't know if you've played this game, Life is Strange. I'm a big fan of the game, but it uses a lot of like alternative and like indie music, some of which Jose Gonzalez is used in the soundtrack. But it kind of gives me that feel of very like calm folksy music. So I, I was kind of hooked from that as well because Life is Strange is one of my favorite video games. Lyrically, the song seemed kind of like he was searching for something inside of himself and not really sure what he was looking for, and he found someone that kind of like pulls him out of this depression. And uh, a line that kind of stuck out to me was, he says at some point, even breathing feels alright, implying that yeah. previously he was in such a state that it was it was just not comfortable to breathe. It's He, he got out of it, he found someone to cling to for better or worse and it's kind of like a general relationship song I, f- I feel like that's kind of uh, a theme throughout this album is kind of being alone yeah. or not really being okay with where your life is or how your life is but this kind of has a positive light to it musically it gets a little like country vibe toward the end when there's like a steel guitar that comes in that I don't, I don't hate but I don't love st- some mm-hmm. steel guitar I think it has a place and I'm not sure if I enjoyed it in this track per se <laughs> That's a place, just not here. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what I'm saying. It can get out of my ears. <laughs> so the next song, Breathe. Sorry, I just really want to get to this one because uh, <laughs> it reminds me so much. I talked about like playing acoustic guitar. Yeah. This song sounds like what I was listening to. Like This album came out in 2006. This song sounds like what I was listening to on of like YouTube musicians in 2006. Like, yeah. Uh, just, was YouTube a thing in 2006? A, I feel like YouTube was, didn't really take off until like 2007 well, or 8. It was maybe 2007, because like, the specific guy I can think of is Chris Rowley, and I'm pretty sure... I, I guess it would have had to have been 2007, because that's when he uploaded that, like his songs and stuff. But it just like... It made me think so hard of that. So like, this album, more than really any other ones I've listened to recently made me want to like pick up and start playing again. That's good. It was just a nice feeling. Yeah. So so was that your first uh experience with guitar was kind of seeing it on YouTube and then picking up a guitar and trying to play or had you had prior experience before then? I'd had a little had a little bit cuz I had friends that played like rock bands and stuff. And I mean, I'd played electric guitar for a little while at that point. Gotcha. Maybe like a year or two, but then around that time, I kind of switched to acoustic, and I kept playing electric. At a certain point, I would all day just watch people, singer, songwriter, folk type people, play live, or like people like Andy McKee who do this crazy beatbox. It's kind of like the people that do the beatbox flute, except you like drum yeah. on your guitar while you're playing that type of stuff, and it just like was super, and that's kind of what got me into. So that's like, hell yeah, my headspace going into this 
this specific song. Well, well shout out really to early enjoyed. YouTube musicians and early YouTube in general. Uh, it's kind of crazy oh, to yeah. think that in like 13 years, YouTube has become such a prominent thing. But uh, it's great. It's, it's, it's so great. great. It's it's good for creators. It's good for for consumers. It's it's a solid platform. Be, not a sponsor. Might be good for us. Who might knows? be good for us. We'll see. I don't know if podcasts do super well on YouTube without video. But if you're listening to us on YouTube, thanks. We appreciate it. We're also uh, in a lot of other places, so maybe check us out there as well. <laughs> Back to the song, though. Breathe. It's a pretty optimistic, if a bit cynical song that, that's yeah. kind of like keeping hope despite nothing going right. There, there's like a, a verse that I've quoted, and it says, And all the suffering that you've witnessed and the handprints on the wall, they remind you how it's endless, how endlessly you fall. And the answer that you're seeking for the question that you found drives you further to confusion as you lose your sense of ground. And it's just like, it's it's like being in such a weird space that nothing is making sense to you. But the hook of the song is don't forget to breathe. So despite yeah. all of this stuff going wrong or, or not making sense, you just have to take a, a moment, breathe, get your bearings, and continue on. Despite, you know... Nothing making sense. Yeah, like, that's generally kind of what I got from this song, is that I I think this whole album is about a fight with depression, or maybe about a relationship in which somebody has depression and, like, problems that can come from that. Yeah. But this song, I got, yeah, like how you said, the chorus is, don't forget to just breathe. Like, that kind of... It's. I feel like it's starting out on a good note to get yourself through it. It's still pretty positive. Yeah, about, it's an optimistic like, okay, song. I can, can get through this even whenever things are bad. Like just stay ground, just breathe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and I agree. I, I think that that is a big theme on the album is trying to to deal with it and and continue life through depression. But uh, we can get to that as it comes up in the album as well. Yeah. The third track on the album is called Home, and boy. What a trip is this song. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. It caught me off guard. The song starts off with some like simple acoustic guitar, which is what you would expect. But over the course of the song, it like it builds into this like psychedelic uh, journey kind of a thing with some like Middle Eastern drums and some other percussive instruments and, and sounds. And there's just like a building distortion and stuff. Like it goes wild. It, it kind of like it reminds me a bit of like Santana in, in, in some ways where it just gets like, oh, man. It gets very psychedelic musically. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, I feel like that's probably by design because the lyrics on this song, it's he's repeating the same lines. Yeah. Like he has a block of repeating the same line for a little while and then repeating another line and then repeating another line. And then it ends up on like a... <laughs> it, he sings row, he your row, row, row your boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm just, Which I thought was strange. But, yeah, it is strange, but I kind of... It kind of ties in is the three lines that he says have to do with you're searching for a place to call home, you go walk around, and then maybe you realize you were there all along. Yeah. Maybe you realize you were already home. I think maybe you realize that you already were, I think is the lyric. But either way, I think it has to do with trying to search for something on the outside, realize that what you need is on the inside. Yeah, it's, it's like, kind of like a good contrast to the first track, where it seemed like he was looking for something on the inside and found something on the outside in another person. 
Uh, so yeah. it's kind of an interesting flip of the coin, I guess, to, to look at both sides of potential depression havers. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I was not I expecting know. this track at all. It caught, it oh, caught yeah, me off guard. Definitely. And especially with it being six minutes long, I didn't know if it was... Because I, I will admit, whenever I first started listening to this album, I looked at and I was like, there's 11... Wait, 12 tracks? Either 11 or 12 tracks. There's 11. And 11, and it ended up being an hour. I was like, man, these are going to be some long tracks. Like, yeah. I don't I don't, I don't, don't know if I'm going to be able to stay stay <laughs> in the groove for the whole time. But no, yeah. this song definitely did it. For sure. I think it's it's a groovy song in general, and uh, I like it. I don't, I don't think it's my favorite track, but it's the most notable track, I think, in that it, like... I, I went into this expecting a folk album and got something a little bit more than folk, which I'm okay with. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, speaking of favorite songs, uh, the next track, <laughs> A Song For You, is my favorite song on the album. It's a very... It's I, a pretty sad song, in my opinion. It, it is... But, I mean, I guess that fits with my whole sad boy thing. Yeah, going on. Ha- hashtag sad boys. <laughs> I liked it before I even paid attention to the lyrics. Yeah. The way it starts off, it just, I don't know, the guitar line that comes in, and then kind of the way that the music and the beat and the verse kind of sounds like it's driving forward. But then in the chorus, it's like the guitar stays the same, the beat changes underneath it, so it kind of gives it feel. Right. And it almost feels like halftime, or like it's slowed down. Like yeah. The the song itself is coming to a halt. So like, I just thought that was. Really... But yeah, it's it's a little bit of a sad song. <laughs> yeah, like, I think it, it it sounds like he's trying to support someone that's going through a tough time, but not really knowing how to do that or how to best handle it. Yeah, and that's like earlier. Whenever I said this album is either about depression or being in a relationship while depressed like this makes me think he's trying to work on himself maybe the other person is also dealing with their own stuff and like you said he doesn't know how to handle it because he's also trying to work on his life and it's just an unfortunate situation where it's like there's two broken people not knowing what to do about each other yeah, it, it's it's pretty relatable to to, to a, a former part of my life. I kind of tied this back to me dealing with, or rather, not really dealing with my mom dying. Uh, she mm-hmm. died in two thousand seven. I was fourteen. I was about to turn fifteen. Um, but he he talks in the song about like hiding from your pain and like acting like everything is fine, even though it's pretty clear that you're like fighting back tears or or that you're struggling with stuff yeah. uh, and, and he mentions not being able to talk about it for fear of people not understanding per se or wanting to like disappear completely like into the night and then saying that you're standing still and not really progressing but but you are uh it it, it kind of hit home because i i definitely had that there was a lot of hiding my pain i i kept up uh, appearances that that nothing was fine and most of that was easily done because I, I ended up pushing a lot of it away and, and down and not not dwelling on it but mm. uh that doesn't work <laughs> pro tip for yeah. life uh you can't do that for <laughs> for uh, an extended amount of time um especially yeah. with something so big like yeah i mean I was, small, I was young maybe small things yeah that's fair i was young uh your parent dying is is a big deal regardless of how old you are um yeah but it yeah it, it kind of like 
you feel like you're standing still and not really doing anything and you're hiding things, but you're, you're going through it whether you're actively dealing with it or not. You're, you're getting further in your life. Uh, it's a big, a big theme in this album, I think, is time. Time is passing yeah. with or without you. Yeah. So you, it, it, it's happening. You're progressing. You're dealing with guilt by not dealing with it, I guess, which is a weird way. Or maybe not guilt, but like whatever it is you're dealing with. But yeah, it, it kind of it hit home. This is not my favorite yeah. track on the album, even though it is super relatable to me. Um, because mm-hmm. I guess I'm not in that space anymore. It, it just kind of it, it brought back memories of being in that space, which I, th- I thought was neat. Yeah. Always good to have a song that takes you back. To, well, I mean, I guess it's not <laughs> gr- great to have that specific <laughs> no. time in your life. Front of, I mean, it is. It's, it's, it's part of who I am. Uh, I'm not af- afraid yeah. of it or ashamed of it. It's good to like think back and, and be reflective of that. Like I, I can sit here and say that I know I didn't handle it well, and yeah. it, it's helped me to to maybe be prepared for the next time something like that happens. Hopefully, it doesn't happen soon. Yeah. But we're we're yeah, living hopefully. in a fucked up time right now. I mean, we're yeah, we're recording this know, during uh, a pandemic, which doesn't happen yeah. often. So it's never uh, happened to me before. I've never exactly. Been. I mean, we we kind of had like like H one N one back in the day, but that wasn't like that wasn't a big deal as. This coronavirus we were, is proving to we be. We were at school making jokes about it, so I mean, right. I don't think it was. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was too too huge. It, of it wasn't. It wasn't that severe. Um, anyways, the the next track, uh, track number five, "Dream About Flying," uh, it's is a guitar has a guitar driven, very kind of bluesy sounding uh, mm-hmm. intro to it. Uh, again, the song seemed to me about kind of being depressed and not wanting to work, even though you have a whole lot of work to do, whether that's like actual like career work or like housework or, or personal work. It's this is the first time I think the theme of time really hits in uh, in a more pronounced way. Uh, the album title is called Time Without Consequence, which kind of makes sense in hindsight. Um, but he kind of reminisces about falling as a kid and learning him, that he can bleed, which makes him very aware that he and everyone he knows will die, which is a scary thing. So I, I think mm-hmm. going forward, I, I kind of had this uh, the shade over my eyes of or, or context, I guess, of him being afraid of death or, or being afraid of, of time passing, which comes up uh, in a couple of the tracks on the album. Yeah, I definitely think time. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's called time without consequence. Like, I don't know if that's a play because all time has consequence, no matter what. Or if he's thinking, he's talking about, well, when he's awake, it's like he's drowning. But yeah. when he's when he's asleep, he's dreaming of flying, and maybe time that you actually don't have is in your dream. Every time, that's true. Really dreaming dreaming comes up a couple times throughout this album as well. So I think yeah. that's that's a very valid uh, point to to make, and it, it kind of like it kind of sinks it back in. He he dreams about flying, and then the, the song ends that he when he wakes up he cries, or that he's crying when he mm-hmm. wakes up because it, it's such a disconnect, I guess that that he he's he's aware of when he's dreaming, and it's the best time of his life, and then he kind of comes back to reality, and it's he's still depressed. But that's how it works. I mean, yeah not like that's the thing like he talks about it in a very real way it's like absolutely you just want to be asleep that's why would you not yeah (laughs) that's that's true go get help if you're depressed by the way yeah i I feel like we've said that in past podcasts but do it we have and i feel like maybe (laughs) 
Maybe, maybe we need maybe to stop listening to the depressing albums. albums. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we do. Maybe uh, we got a comment, a Facebook post saying "Happy songs are valid." Yeah. So uh, maybe we'll take that to heart and start listening to happy music. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know if it's a likely, but maybe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think I've listened to a happy album in forever. So. I think I've put some happy albums, so uh, may- maybe not in this coming week, because we've already picked out an album, but uh, the week after maybe we can get into some happier music, perhaps. Well, uh, if you want to hear happier music, you'll have to wait. Segway. <laughs> Segway. The next song is called Wait. It is. Track six. I, I, had, to, I had to... Okay, so this song, I really like this song. Not necessarily because of the song itself, but because it reminds me of a different artist. I don't know if you know Stephen Wilson. Nope. Or Porcupine Tree. I've heard of Porcupine Tree. The vocal melody in this song reminds me of something that I would hear from him. So it just immediately made me like this song more than I would. But it seems like it's just a song wanting to know that somebody's going to be there for you. Or wanting somebody to, I guess, wait for you. He talks about waiting for me when I stumble. Yeah. So it, it seems like, like he he at this point he feels like he's finally on a path to happiness or on on a mm-hmm. path to being better but still worrying that he won't be able to keep it up or that he won't be able to stick with it and see it through. So he's kind of asking maybe his partner that hey, if I fuck up because I'm not sure that this is going to work out, I I want you to wait for me. I want you to I want to know that you're still there despite what I'm presuming is going to be me fucking this up because I just can't be happy or whatever. It's interesting that you called out the vocals on this track because I, at towards the end of this track, it kind of got grating on me because he just repeats, uh, wait for me over and over again. Yeah. And it's, it overstayed his welcome a little bit. I think, uh, he repeated it a little bit too much and it just kind of like got annoying towards the end of the track for me. Understand. There's a few parts in this album that I feel like went on to, yeah, just so, he has a tendency to uh, repeat lyrics uh, ad nauseum sometimes, and and it it's not a horrible thing, but uh, I think I would enjoy it more if he didn't do it as often as he did. Almost like home, where he says the same lines, yeah, over and over again. <laughs> or in in the next song, uh, "Love You More," it's the seventh track. Boom, we're killing these segues today. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, it's pretty straightforward lyrically. Uh, it, it he kind of just says that he loves you more than like love you more than anyone, love you more than anyone, love you more in time to come, love you more. That's like all of the lyrics in the song. Uh, yeah. So I, it it seems pretty straightforward that he's he's talking about someone he's in love with and he's wanting to continue growing that love. Yeah, I kind of thought this song like, don't get me wrong, it actually like starting off it's it's kind of funk in there. Like, yeah. It's just, it's kind of like a groovy car line, but like the song itself, I feel like didn't really go anywhere, I guess. I agree. I, I, I didn't I, really get this track. Yeah. It's, uh, so like, but I mean, it was only like, what, two minutes and 45 seconds long. So, I mean, at least it's not one of the super songs on the album, but yeah, it kind of just was there. And it, I think it, it being such a short song on an album of longer songs, it, this is the shortest song. And it makes sense, because uh, to me, because it was such a simple song and it didn't really like add up the way that the rest of the songs did, it felt kind of like an interlude. 
and it I think yeah. it blends very nicely into the next track. Uh, so so maybe that's what he was going for. He wanted it to be kind of a a shorter, not as important thing, just to kind of flow into the next part of the album. I could see that because it does kind of have a shift here. The next track, uh, mine, it's this is the song that I think it's. I don't know. We talk about turning points. It's like I think this was a turning. Point. He starts to focus more internally because yeah. I mean the song's called Blue Mind, which right there, like I that's this song firm. This album like had to be about depression. Blue right. Mind. That's like that's pretty much just saying <laughs> you're sad. Yeah. You're not. It's like an artsy way of it. But right. uh, it was. I don't know. He just. Near the end of the song, he starts talking about remembering you're a child. And yeah. don't be afraid of the things you'll find thinking about and to stop your crying. So it kind of made me think that he's in the thick of it right now and he's trying to anchor himself to a better place and to just kind of really give in to his mind, is, I guess, and try to embrace it and don't fight it, but like learn from it, I guess. Yeah, so I, I got uh, the song, like, to me it seemed like he was trying to to remind himself not to dwell too much on the things that are getting him down, because, uh, again, kind of tying back to the theme, there's not enough time in his life to lose sleepover. He, he It kind of ties back to Dream About Flying, where he seems afraid that he doesn't have enough time to live the life he wants. Uh, so it, it seems like he doesn't want to spend time dwelling on these thoughts. And so, like like you said, he's kind of in the thick of it. He's accepting that, like, hey, shit's shit's crazy right now. Shit's not going out how I want it to, but I, I can't focus on this. I can't lock in on this because I don't have enough time to deal with this. Yeah, like, it's this is definitely a solid song. The next track, Shine, it's the ninth track. It kind of starts off with some, like, TV static that turns into some, like, noise and then stops and the song starts. Uh, which I thought was interesting. There's a lot of interesting sound effects and percussive instruments throughout this whole track. I, I kind of like it. I think when I was listening to this without paying much attention to the lyrics, I think this was the the song that made it all click to me musically. And I think lyrically it, it ties back to Blue Mind and Dream About Flying uh, with the whole kind of theme of time and what that means for humans. He's been so afraid of dying at this point, it seems like he's been avoiding living life. He calls himself a spirit trying to be human, which could mean that he's accepted that he's dead or going to die, or he's that's just how he feels, that he he is a live person that hasn't been living actively. Uh, so towards the end of the track, it kind of seems like he's ready to get out of this depressive comfort zone and go and, and do things and try to live life to get out of this. See what I got from this song. Joey's telling me I'm wrong. This, no, <laughs> I'm just saying I got I got a little bit of it. Sure. So the lyrics on this song are awesome. Like I mean, kind of sad. I guess would be a better <laughs> hashtag a better sad way, boys. But, <laughs> but like, so where he's talking, we're talking about the I'm just a spirit trying to be human. Yeah. I think. This is about that relationship that I alluded to earlier, like was the song uh, "Song for You," where it's talking about two people not knowing how to care for each other. I think this song is that relationship ending. Is both of them realize, yeah, 
their their relationship, whatever, isn't working unless they're apart. Because it talks about, uh, I mean, it pretty much just up and says that at one point in the song. Uh, and it's talking about when they're together, they're fighting. The exact lyric that you were referring to, the whole line was, well, I didn't come here for a soul. And I'm tired of watching dust collecting on a whole, I'm a spirit trying to be human. That makes yeah. me think, I don't know, back to people getting their identities tied up in a relationship, which happens a lot whenever there's middle illness or depression and people get into relationships. It kind of becomes like a drug getting too involved in it and it's becoming too much. And I don't know. I yeah, think I mean, this song is about reflecting mm-hmm. back on that. He he says you hold on to yourself. You're afraid that you might get left behind, and so you hide your eyes. You're afraid that the light will make you blind. So so maybe that's kind of what he's getting at is like the other person doesn't doesn't want to accept it yet, or or, or mm-hmm. he believes that they know it's over, but they haven't come out and and said it uh, because the next part of that phrase is but it's time. It's time to shine. Uh, which yes. is kind of calling back to the last track, which is called Shine. But uh, yeah, it, it makes sense that this could be put in the context of a breakup for what it is. for what it is. Because, I mean, in the outro of the song, he, he says, yes, it's time to believe in what you know. I think yeah, that's, 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 I, you're probably more accurate uh, representation of it, but that's, that's not exactly I, well, what I got on my first pass. Yeah. Anyway. And like the thing, I think it's more him I mean, like, I guess it's in the context of a breakup, but I think this this song, what I got out of it at least, is him getting it kind of like he's the one realizing all of this about yeah. whatever situation he's in, and that like, hey, I I, I don't want to be a part of this. Like, I still want to be a person by myself. Like, I want to have identity. I want to be a person, a yeah. singular person. So I kind of think this song while it is about i guess an ending of a relationship it could even be a relationship like you said with a previous version of himself who was completely giving in to this depression and now he the new him is coming out of it but yeah it's it's definitely kind of a re himself right i think yeah he he's accepted that whether it's himself or his old self or this relationship, he's accepted that whatever it is 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 not healthy for him, and he's ready to move on from it. Well, uh, although, the next song, 12. 12. This kind of 12. 12. It's, it, yeah, it's called 12. Yeah. Uh, so this song is like, the first half of it is just, I mean, it's like music. Yeah, but... it's a mostly instrumental track. And, like, you hear a woman on the phone. I guess it's, like, a voice. Yeah, it sounds like it's a voicemail or there's some, like, phone conversation happening. You couldn't really make out what was being said, or at least I couldn't. The only thing I could make out was that uh, something about somebody taking the cats. I think I heard that in there. (laughs) Like, which, it sounds weird. Like, in my mind, that kind of made me think, oh, yeah, that last song was probably about a breakup. Like, somebody's taking the cats. Like, I don't know. Or moving out. is something happening? Like whoever was on the voicemail sounded a little distressed. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, like like you said, it really couldn't make any of it out. 
yeah it, it was quiet and it was under uh the instrumental track for this uh about like halfway through though uh alexi starts singing the word shine repeatedly kind of referencing the previous track i think and just kind of like mm-hmm. breaking him out perhaps of, of dealing with that uh, i guess in the context of the breakup he's just like saying it, it's it's fine this is this is my life this is the end of the breakup I gotta deal with this, but I more importantly, I need to focus on myself and I need to make myself shine and, yeah. and let the light in of the world. And some the light's harsh, like he said in the last track. He maybe he's been hiding his eyes from the light because he knows that it's gonna burn or that it's gonna be bright. But he's kind of letting himself letting that happen anyway because he knows he needs to. Damn, I like that analogy. That's it's, some good. That's good some good stuff, right? There. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's. I a, didn't. I didn't get that. But you're a genius. I mean, I'm just tying things together in in real time. It's fine. I didn't have that in my notes, but it, it makes sense. It's a nice break. It's a very chill instrumental track, and it's kind of in a weird place, I think, in the album, because this is the penultimate track. This is the tenth of eleven yeah. tracks, and it, it it's it's the sort of chill like sectioning that you would expect towards the middle of an album, or that I would expect towards the middle of an album, but uh, it happens right before the end. Yeah, but it it kind of makes sense in that the the eleventh track, which is Orange Sky, is kind of a pleasant ending to an otherwise somber album. It, it it's kind of about it seemed to me at least to be about him taking time to recognize that he loves his family and he misses them, and they've helped him get through a lot that maybe he doesn't get to talk to them about, which I think is important. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Like. I think it was about him realizing all of the things that he's kind of been missing, I guess. Yeah. And to a certain point, it almost sounds like it's like he's finding faith. Not necessarily like... Yeah, he, he uses the uh, word salvation. He, he, he calls his brother and his sister uh, his salvation. So it, it's kind of a, a knee-jerk response to say religion, I think. I think in the greater context, he, he was just saying like, hey, you guys have helped me out. And, and this is my interpretation. Uh, I think it was, it was more of him just saying, like, you guys have saved me. Like, you guys have done yeah. so much for me that maybe I haven't given you credit for, that I haven't been able to talk to. Or maybe you guys didn't even know you were doing it. But this is kind of like an appreciation to them. Definitely. And I don't know. Like, it's it may sound weird. There's, like, random ambient noises yeah. in the back. Like, certain... It's... It's like he had the microphone, a really high quality <laughs> microphone, super up close to his guitar. Like you can hear. Yeah. I mean, whenever somebody's playing an acoustic, you can always hear like little string scrapes or like somebody tapping on the guitar accidentally. But this was like, it was almost like they put it there on purpose. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. Th- there's it a lot of, I came. think, intentional noise throughout this album. Yeah. And like, I like stuff like that. I mean, yeah, it I gives think. gives it a real, it, it kind of makes it. It, it makes it real, right? It grounds yeah. it. In, like there's a person playing this song in a, in a recording booth or wherever with a microphone. Definitely does well to kind of I don't know a a universe in this album that you can get lost. Yeah, and and I think it's it suits like folk a, music in general well. Yeah, painting painting a very vivid picture as well as you can. Yeah, agreed. Overall, for the for this album, I like it. I thought it was it was a good album. I'm glad that it it came up. In our thing, um, I don't know if I'm gonna listen to it a whole lot unless I'm in a specific mood for it. But but some of the songs I think will all be shuffled in from time to time just because I, I don't think it's a bad album. 
I just don't think it's something that I'm going to put in constant rotation or that I'm going to be listening to it a whole lot. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Like, I I did like this album. And there are a few tracks that I really like. But as a whole, like you said, with the second to last track, 12, where it's kind of just like, it seems weird that it's put there. There are, there are a few issues with kind of the way the album is formatted, yeah, I guess. Yeah, the slow or the arrangement. The way that, yeah, it doesn't flow as well as some albums that we've done or a lot of other albums that I'll listen to the whole album. This definitely wouldn't be an album that if I listen to it, I need to listen to the whole thing. It would be very much like I'm putting all all of my days, I'm putting Song for You, I'm putting Shine or something right. on a playlist. But there's, I don't know, maybe maybe all of it has a meaning that I'm just not seeing yet, but I listened to it probably about eight or nine times. And yeah. I didn't see it, so I kind of feel like at this point, if I didn't see it already, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, gonna... I mean, it mean maybe some sometimes it takes time, you know, you need to step away from the album and come back, and then you'll get it or it'll click. But uh, I'm I'm right there with you. I I think a lot of the songs didn't really seem to contribute to the whole of the album too much, or or some of them were a bit repetitive of of theme or lyrics, uh, and it it just it there's not a whole lot interesting, I think, going on in this yeah. album to me. But I, d- I did enjoy it, for sure. Yeah. It didn't have, like, with a lot of albums that I love, which, I mean, this just, I guess, would have to be true with everybody. Uh, it didn't have, like, a lasting thing where I listened to it, and I'm like, oh, man. Like, right. that hit me. Like, it, that it never happened. It didn't have a big impact. Yeah. Uh, but this dude, side note, this guy apparently has been everywhere. Like, the music off of this album, has been all over like TV shows, commercials, and stuff. I'm so surprised I haven't heard of this guy. Yeah. Or just nothing sounded familiar. Like he's been on like he was on a Nissan commercial. He's been on like the OC. I yeah, think he was I, on I One saw Tree that. Hill. And it was interesting because uh, I looked at I, I it's all that's all on his Wikipedia page. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I was looking at that page while I was listening to it, and before I opened up the page, I was thinking, you know, like this music kind of seems. Like it would be played in a movie or like at a dramatic time in a movie, uh, so it makes it makes sense that he, I don't know if he's been used in movies per se, but I know that like like you said in the OC, there's been in commercials, and it makes sense because the music kind of feels like that to me. Yeah, and I mean, I guess I kind of answered my own question given the examples of shows that I said. Like, of course, I haven't heard of it. I I haven't watched the OC <laughs> or One Tree Hill or, or right. stuff like that. Yeah, but it just seems weird that somebody could be such so successful big yeah but i've never heard of it yeah and i mean this is his only album uh i think he released an ep uh after this but this album came out in 2006 and i don't think he's done uh pardon the clicking i'm I'm looking at this to confirm yeah he released an ep in 2011 uh and that's the last music he's done uh according to my music service provider but it's interesting that if if he's been that successful why wouldn't he have done another album by now yeah but I guess that's just his thing. Like, yeah, I mean, if he's happy with his life or he he got what he wanted out of making music, more power to him. I just hope it's not for the wrong reasons that he stopped making music. Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like this guy... I mean, this obviously was a successful album, so I don't want to use the whole everybody's got one great album in him quote, because right. like, this, this this was his great album. It, <laughs> made, it, it went ever. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Maybe he if he would have kept going, I think this guy... 
wow, this is going to sound so selfish. I think this guy could have put out an album that like I really enjoyed. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I, I don't think it's selfish to say, but uh, I think, I mean, I guess it is, but we, we could indulge in that a little bit. Uh, I think a lot yeah. of artists don't really hit their stride in their first album. It takes them two or three mm. albums to really like develop themselves and understand what they're wanting out of an album. And those second or third albums oftentimes are much better than the first album. So I, I don't think you're wrong in, in saying that. <laughs> but I want him to make an album that I really <laughs> It's all about you, Joey. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, next week, we're going to be, or this coming week, we're going to be listening to an album that Joey's recommended. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tallest Man Shallow. on Earth. The album's called Shallow, Shallow Grave. Grave. Listen to it, everybody. I, I dare you. Give us some context. That's, why? Why? What is? This? You don't have to get too deep in it. What is this album, uh, genre-wise this, or stylistically? Genre-wise, this guy is folk, but he's more bluegrassy, I guess. Like okay. he was—I don't know. He's the guy. He's from Sweden, and okay. uh, he's but he like sings in English and stuff, and he doesn't right. really have that much of an accent. But like he's very much inspired by like Bob Dylan. Uh I think Nick Drake was one of his big inspirations. But okay. he does a lot of like finger style stuff. But his his music, especially this album early on, it's just him and his guitar. Like there's no really other instruments on it. So it's kinda I don't know, a lot of the stuff I listen to all the time is yourself type yes whatever. So this very much falls in line with that. I kind of figured this would be a good album to listen to right after listening to this one. Yeah, it'll flow. And maybe, uh, I don't want to fall into like a folk rut, but maybe uh, after we do this album, we can get into Jose Gonzalez uh, a little bit. Or maybe I'll just recommend it to you off the podcast, because uh, I think there's some stuff that you'll like from that. Well, but, I'll, uh, I'll listen to it anyway, but if you want to talk about it... I- yeah, so uh, leave us comments, uh, tweet us, drop us messages on Facebook, Instagram, we're, we're all over the place, uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, we're all over the place now. Drop us some, some feedback, um, let, let us know how we're doing, let us know what you thought of the album, uh, listen with us for this the Shallow Grave album by Tallest Man on Earth, because we will be discussing it next week. Uh, and until next time, I guess, stay on feedback. Bye. Bye.